God's Story, Day 2. What's God's story of salvation? Or put another way, how can we explain to someone what it means to be a Christian? Let's look at what the Bible teaches about how one becomes a Christ follower. There are many misconceptions about what makes someone a Christian. Some think it has to do with living in a Christian nation, such as America. Some think it has to do with being religion, religious, keeping certain rules and rituals, or going to church. Others believe it has to do with believing in God and being the best person you can be. Others think it has to do with praying a prayer to accept Jesus at some point in life and intellectually agreeing with the statement, Jesus died for your sins. None of these are entirely correct, although there is truth in some of them. How does the Bible explain what someone needs to know, believe, and do to be saved? There are four parts of God's story of salvation. Perfect creation. As we discussed in the second week of Rooted, our story starts at the beginning of the Bible with the creation of the world. In Genesis, we saw God created the world to be perfect. He made a beautiful earth with a great variety of wondrous animals, plants, and spectacular natural wonders, sitting in a mysterious and vast universe. At the center of his creation, he made human beings, the crown of his creation. God's plan was for humans to live in perfect harmony with him, with each other, and with the earth. He also originally designed people to have harmony within their souls, peace, joy, and purpose. The Hebrew word for this perfect state is shalom, meaning harmony, peace, and holistic well-being. This shalom was present and intended in all relationships, with God, with creation, and with each other. Terrible fall. Then trouble came to paradise. Instead of hap happily living in the perfect garden God established, Adam and Eve decided to break the one boundary God had given them. God told them they could eat from every tree but one. He wanted them to have a choice in their obedience so they could freely choose to follow. Instead, they decided they didn't want to follow God or submit to his rules. The real rebellion was not that they ate a piece of fruit, but that they turned from God with an attitude that said, I know what you want me to do, but I don't trust you, so I'm going to do this my way. This rebellion called sin had immediate and lifelong dire consequences. With their relationship with God broken, the Bible records that every part of Adam and Eve's lives were infected, like a disease that spread through their lives and their descendants. Suddenly, there was shame, blame, and their and power struggles in their relationships with each other. The earth was cursed and became difficult to work with and manage, and the inner state of well-being, peace, purpose, and joy evaporated from their souls. Sadly, human history is a story of coping with sin and its consequences. Sin is the natural bent we have to be independent and disobedient to God. Selfish, envious, judgmental, unmerciful in our relationships with others, careless and greedy in our treatment of the earth, and undisciplined, indulgent, insecure, and immortal, immoral with our own souls. Collectively, human, humanity's sins continually fill the earth with hatred, violence, racism, sexism, corruption, immorality, injustice, and oppression. This is not what God intended. While there are still redeeming qualities about us, we are, after all, made in God's image. The Bible tells us sin is embedded in our very nature. 
If our trouble with it is not resolved, we will forever be separated from God and the life he has for us. This, the Bible says, is death. God's solution. There's something in us that says it should be better than this, right? We believe that we should be able to fix these problems with education, money, religion, government, and morality. We try and try and still the world. Our relationships and our souls are a mess. The harder we try, the worse it gets. The Bible tells us we can't fix it because the root problem is inside us. We need the solution that only God can give. The Bible story pivots when Jesus Christ enters our world. Jesus was 100% human, 100% God. He taught what life in God was supposed to look like and showed how to love people with wisdom, compassion, and selflessness. However, the most important thing Jesus did was to die on the cross as a sacrifice for our sins. Jesus' death and subsequent resurrection is the historic hinge upon which a relationship with God is built. When we understand, believe, and accept what Jesus did for us, several good things happen for us. The fact that Jesus died for our sins means our penalty for spiritual treason is pardoned, and we are now in good standing with God. Our relationship with Him has been restored. It also means God sends His Holy Spirit to live inside us, to guide and empower us. See week three. Further, because Jesus rose from the dead, he's alive today and still working to bring shalom back to our relationships with others, our care for the earth, and the health of our souls. This is the heart of the gospel. Committing to Jesus involves your mind, your heart, and your will. First, there needs to be the intellectual understanding that Jesus died for your sins. Second, embrace Jesus with your whole heart. Accept his love for you and point and pour out your love to his love to others. Finally, allow the Holy Spirit to work in you, to love others as yourself, and to do as Jesus asks. None of us does this perfectly, but we all we commit to be all in. Partners in restoration. Now that Jesus has come into our lives and is working in us, he has called us to partner with him in bringing restoration to others and to the world. We join Jesus in his mission to draw others to himself, to bring harmony to human relationships, and to move the world back toward beauty, and to aid people in finding peace, joy, and purpose in their souls. That, in short, is God's story of salvation, his good news. Knowing these four pieces of God's story makes it easier to communicate to others the way he has set up salvation, and how they can begin to write their own God's story. In the next couple of days, we will work to understand where these four parts fall in our lives and begin to write our stories of God. What do you think of God's story? Are there any parts you disagree with or are are there any parts that confuse you? Explain. Do you think you could write down from memory the major points of each of the four parts? If you heard the story of God before, either as a child or in a different context, how is it explained to you? How does it relate to what you read today? Write a prayer that captures your thoughts about God's story and what it looks like in your life.